Hello and welcome to Building Your T-Shirt Empire. My name is Cole and with me as always is Gavin. Uh, this week we have a very exciting guest. It's Craig Mertens from Inktavo. He is the director of product education over there. So he knows basically everything about their full suite of products. Craig, could you give us a quick rundown of what it is you do every day? So I'm a pretty busy guy. You, you, I've got a lot to live up to now that you said exciting guests. So, yeah. so my, my job is primarily educating partners, clients, salespeople about our product line. And so I'm involved in the sales training. I'm also involved in partner training. I'm involved in running our webinars program. So I'm busy educating people. And so as a result, I have to know how everything works. So I have to be a black belt in all three of our platforms, which has been really kind of rewarding and challenging at the same time. But uh, I'd say mostly rewarding. Very nice. And how did you come into this position? How did you become a part of the whole Inktavo Corporation? So I was basically born into the t-shirt industry. I don't know that I had a choice. So <laughs> my dad was a rep for Champion Products from the time I was five years old. And so I was pressing t-shirts on a, a heat transfer press in 1970. Wow. Uh, so back in the days, Insta was still making presses back then, by the way. And those presses run for 30 years. It's crazy. And so I grew up around the t-shirt business. My dad um, ended up starting his own company called Desert Sports, where we built that up to about $15 million a year um, doing collegiate apparel, primarily college bookstores. And so we sold that company to a bigger company. They bankrupted it within two years, bought the artwork back from wow. the bankruptcy court, turned it in with the help of Scott Fresner from U.S. Screen Printing Institute, turned it into clip art and design templates for screen printers 30 years ago, and nobody had ever had access to art specifically designed for our our industry. And so my dad passed away in 99. My sister and I ran the company as digital art solutions up till 2019. And then I got invited to a lunch date with JP Hunt from Inksoft. And JP and I had been working together for many years. I got him involved in the industry. And I just made an offhand casual statement. Hey, it might be easier for you to, to buy us. And then I got an email when I get home saying, hey, we want to take you to breakfast tomorrow morning and buy your company. Oh my and God. so the, <laughs> that's how I got involved in Inksoft. And on day one, um, <laughs> Scott Allen, the, the co-founder, said, OK, let's pretend this is a startup. How do we really want to build this company? And I go, what's my budget? And he said, pretend you don't have one. And wow. so we moved our entire um, platform into the cloud. And so then I was very involved in that um, project and we rebranded as Graphics Flow. And uh, then we were acquired along with Inksoft and became partners with Printavo, the third brand in our Inktavo branding. And so I basically they said, hey, listen, I think we're underutilizing your your work experience and we'd like to, to kind of broaden what you do to help across all of our product lines. And I was like, I was up for it. And yeah. I, I always say I got the coolest job in the world. I'm just helping people, you know, which is, you know, my uh, I guess my mission in life is to help decorators to be more successful. And uh, so that's why I got involved in this whole deal. Very cool. So, I mean, selling your company, that's that's most people's end goal. Um, so obviously you still have a passion for the industry to not just, you know, take the money and run. Um what has it been like kind of hitting that milestone in your career and then feeling like, no, I still want to be a part of the industry. I still want to be involved. Well, you know, I don't have to deal with bankers. I don't have to deal with payroll. I don't have to deal with running a business. So I just get to do the things that I'm you know, good at, which is communicating and training. And, you know, one of the things that, that I experienced coming to work for a company where I'm the 
kind of the oldest member of the organization. We have a lot of very technically savvy people that work for us and it's a brilliant group of people. So I had to step up my game and really learn this technology. And I love to learn, you know, so for me, the new challenge kind of outweighed the kind of the, I guess you'd say the ego hit from being the founder and the, and the, the, the boss to being an employee, but I got a, I got a cooler job now and I get to help more people. And I've got this incredible team of people behind me. So it's been a pretty easy transition and customers go, don't you miss? No, I don't miss being the boss. I love being part of a team. Um, I have all these resources and these creative people around me and the collaborative effort um, has just been incredibly rewarding. Yeah. Having a team around you, especially where you feel like you guys are all equals and you're not necessarily like under someone's thumb is really exciting um, to be able to collaborate like that. Um, when the brands did come together, how did that, you know, cohesion start to actually work? Uh, what do you guys feel like is the the future ecosystem of the three products um, that you're all working towards? Well, you know, if you've been tuned into the industry, you're probably well aware that um, Inksoft and Printavo were head to head competitors. Right. So the <laughs> first thing that we had to do is become buddies and become coworkers. And the company, to their credit, did a remarkable job of blending the two company cultures together and putting us into one team. And so that was, I think that was the first challenge. And, and it, it took us a little while to, for everybody to get cozy, but you're not a Printavo employee anymore. You're not an Inksoft employee. You're not a Grap, you're, you're an Inktavo employee. And so we all work together collectively. So within our, our marketing team, but, you know, I think there was a lot of expectations on the part of, of our end users, like what's going to happen? That was the most common question we'd hear. What's going to happen? And, you know, I think people were, you know, a lot of end users were kind of fearful that we were going to become this big, giant, impersonal um, company. And that's just the absolute opposite of what actually happened. I think it became more personal. And, you know, the, the corporate culture around Inktavo to me is pretty remarkable. You know, you, you guys... It'd be fun to watch our Slack channel throughout the day and see the communication and the mobilization that goes around um, customers when they're in crisis or when they're having a challenge. It literally is just like a military operation. Um, we mobilize. So I think one of the, the challenges of the ecosystem is figuring out how to take this tech stack that we have. Graphics flow, graphics management, art creation, Printavo shop management and Inksoft um, in the e-commerce space and how to, how to use this tech stack and leverage it to a way that it's going to be the most useful for our clients. And you and I had this talk at the trade show mm -hmm. and, uh, you were asking me for some of the inner circle stuff about how that might look. And do you want to talk about that? Cause I can, I can share to a yeah. certain degree. Everything we can get out of you. Cause some of the <laughs> stuff you were telling me at the trade show was real exciting. Cause I've been like, you know, dreaming of it and annoying Bruce for years. Right. Um, so anything you can share, let's let's get into it. OK, so if you think about this ecosystem, you have, you know, graphics flow is a little easier because graphics flow was built by the same team that built um, Inksoft. So it's the same programming team. They share a lot of UI elements, um, integration with data sets, the way things are done, billing, all that stuff is pretty already pretty tightly integrated. But Printavo is a completely different 
programming, uh, different code set. Um, you know, if you've been around the software game a long time, getting programs to talk to each other isn't a matter of plugging in. in. There's a lot of moving parts. So for instance, one of the things that you're going to see that's really exciting is people that are using um, Inksoft as their e-commerce solution, but want to use Printavo as their shop management solution, seeing this integration of the two platforms. And so what does that mean? They're still going to run as independent software programs or cloud-based software, but being able to take an order that's processed in Inksoft and flow it into Printavo so you can run it through your shop management is what we're working on right now. And I don't think, me personally, because I'm a software developer too, um, I didn't really anticipate the number of working parts involved in that. So you have two different data sets, even the nomenclature of what we call things between the two platforms, being able to, to you know, add the very robust data set from Inksoft stores and being able to pump that into Printavo means we have to had to beef up a lot of the way that we are, you know, working with data in Printavo because Inksoft just collects a lot more data. And so it's it's really been quite a process, but it's it's very rewarding and exciting. And I, I get to see the evolution of this. So the, the really super smart thing that was done is we ask customers what they want. Wow, what a novel idea, right? Yeah. To actually <laughs> interview your customers, the good, the bad, and the ugly, right? So we ask customers, what would you guys like to see? What do you like about the way things are working now that you'd like us to, to continue moving forward with? What are the things you don't like so much? And how would you, what would be the perfect state for this? And the amount of feedback that we got was amazing and it was really constructive. So frankly, that's really shaped the direction of the development. I've never been around a company that's done that before. And a lot of times, you know, people operate in a vacuum and, you know, the, you know, the, the, from a cultural point of view, you know, Printavo is run by print shops. It was designed right. by print shops. And, you know, Inksoft was also designed by print shops, but with a different philosophy and a focus on e-commerce, right? So, you know, being able to blend those two kind of, you know, I think everybody was kind of on the same page, but being able to blend those two cultures together um, is, is been, it's been awesome actually, but it's, it's challenging. And another thing too, to remember, um, you know, when you have a, a two companies and they both have code bases, um, you have a lot of technical debt and so things that you want to improve. So why not improve those things together? Um, you know, and I think the best example of that was you know, the new Inksoft payments. You and I talked about that at the show. That was the first real part of the, the programming side of things that we did in unison that are actually incorporated into both, both platforms. And that was kind of the test run for this integration in a sense. Yeah. I mean, the integration is exciting because in, uh, just before, or maybe there were rumors of it becoming a merger, but, uh, it hadn't actually happened yet. We did have Inksoft and Printavo, and we had been a longtime Printavo shop. And at the time, I just felt like I was constantly copying things back and right. forth. What do you feel like, uh, and maybe some of it still has to roll out, but what do you feel like a normal um, like order workflow can look like in the near future, utilizing all the tools together? Um, you were giving me some great ideas about you know reaching out to to schools and stuff where you're using graphics flow to present a web store and the web store is going straight into your back end after the orders have been managed. What, what do you guys kind of see as that vision for the ideal workflow? 
So, you know, we talked about it as a tech stack, right? Graphics flow, graphics management, Inksoft, e-commerce, Sprintavo, shop management, right? So mm -hmm. a scenario would look something like this. And you have the tools to do this right now because you're now a graphics flow customer. So instead I, of I having got an order off of it already, right on, man. Awesome. Yeah, I, so, I was like, I'm, I'm going to do this. This I did it on Monday. It was like the first day I logged in. I was like, it's official. I'm going to use this art instead. And it, uh, it worked. They loved it. That's great. So, you know, a couple of things on the graphics flow side, if you're not familiar with graphics flow, every graphics flow customer has what's called an art portal. And so instead of having to forensically reconstruct um, garbage artwork that customers collect from Custom Ink and generic screen grabs, um, what our customers can do is they can go to their portal and publish that into their website in a seamless way so the end user can. They're not having a, a experience where they're designing. We don't really want them to design because then they're going to screen capture it and they're the ones you know, bringing that art to a competitor per se, but right. we want them to be able to select artwork that's on trend and submit a design request that comes into you. And then you now have the ability to customize that design in the, what we call the stock art customizer. And we're directly editing on an illustrator file, which is crazy. So in that workflow, you would have the customers select the artwork, um, they would approve the artwork. And at that point, we would create an Inksoft store or a set of stores. So in a high school situation, you maybe have one main store for the athletic department and you would populate the artwork into the athletic department store by sport or activity. So you'd have a sub store in there uh, for band or for cross country or football or even activities around a school drama club, chess club, those kind of things. And that artwork would come from graphics flow and it would be artwork that would be built in collaboration with the end user um, at a very high level. And then at that point, as the stores are collecting orders, the store orders are flowing into Printavo so they can be scheduled for production. You know, one of the things that's that's really pretty impressive about Printavo, and I'm sure you guys is because you got a lot of equipment, is the power scheduler being able to coordinate your jobs and your orders with your equipment so your equipment's running all the time and having that flexibility to go in if you get a rush order and you need to move some equipment around and you know or split a job i can get half of this done today but you know i'm going to have to get the other half done tomorrow that's really how the ecosystem is going to work and so as part of that you know you have to have um, unified credit card processing you know so payments right so we built the payments platform so you could have one payment plan, uh, account between both platforms how cool is that so um that's kind of the direction that's not the direction we're going that's what we're doing and so mm -hmm. being able to have that i, I like to call it the end-to-end -end solution from concept through order fulfillment that's where it's all headed so I, since you also are an expert in the Printavo side, um, give the listeners a bit of a rundown of some of those higher level features that you feel like maybe they're being underutilized or maybe you feel like the most professional shops are using them really well. Um, give us some of those tips and tricks, especially on things like the power scheduler. So one of the things that you, everyone should do is you sh everyone should subscribe if you're a customer or not, even if you're not a customer. You should subscribe to our YouTube channels, you know, printavo.com, graphicsolo.com, inksoft.com. Scroll to the bottom, see the link to YouTube, subscribe to those channels. Because a lot of the things that we're doing are not just education on the platform. We do a lot of just general industry education and just things that are good to know. Like we're hosting mm -hmm. a webinar on pricing. And so one of the, you know, kind of the best practices in, in Printavo is setting up automations. So the reason I mentioned YouTube, if you go to the Printavo YouTube channel or the Inksoft YouTube channel, there's a video that Matt Marcotte recorded called 
better together. And it actually shows the workflow with a portal and, and taking a quote form and having it actually automate the court, quote form. So it creates a quote in Printavo automatically mm -hmm. um, based on, I think you're doing that on your site as well. Yeah. Um, so the, 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 really the, 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 to, to me, the, the part about Printavo that's, that's really impressive that people really need to utilize is the automation. And so one of the things that um, I've been using shop management and been around the shop management software for the better part of my career. And one of the general observations that I've had as also, you know, being part of a family business that ran a pretty big shop is that a lot of the shop management tools want you to conform to the way they think your workflow should run. And, mm -hmm. you know, maybe if they're a shop and they had a really good workflow, that might make sense. But that's not how shops work. Right. You have a workflow the way you do things and you want a, a piece of technology that you can take that technology and adapt it to your workflow. So I'd say probably the most one of the most underutilized parts of the Printavo platform is all of the automation you can set up. You know, so there's some that are really obvious, like an obvious one would be when you send out artwork for approval to automatically um, ping the user if you haven't gotten the approval back within a certain amount of time. And then to generate an automation that would, uh, once the artwork's approved, to ping the purchasing department to order the blanks and to ping the art department um, to order the uh, or get the artwork in process. So all the, the types of automations that you can do in Printavo is really impressive. And then you take it a step further um, using Zaps or Zapier. We're fully integrated with Zapier, so you can pretty much automate anything. What, mm -hmm. Cole, what are, some, what, is, what are you using Zapier to do? I know you've set up some automations. Yeah, so I have some basic stuff. Um, like one of the things we do is we actually, I mean, I know you have the power scheduler, but we have a, a bad Trello habit here. Oh. Um, and we really love the Trello cards. Um, so when an order gets paid, uh, we have actually ChatGPT seeing the invoice. Um, so it goes into Zapier. It pulls the data out of your guys' API. It gets read by ChatGPT. ChatGPT writes up a summary and creates the card. So it puts the deadline in the in the headline of the card. It has links to the artwork, links to the actual invoice, writes a summary saying, you know, here's some things to, to notice. Here's the customer notes, whatever. Um, and then that what would have been basically a bunch of copy pasting jobs for scheduling is just automatically dumped into our Trello cards. And then when it goes down the process line, the Trello card gets moved. That triggers another zap, which automatically sends to our Slack bot that the screens have been created. Um, when we create mockups, we have a, that's just a Printavo automation, but the mockups automatically um, shoot emails off saying that it's been approved. We have automations telling everyone that their blanks have arrived. Um, and then as it goes down the line in Trello, not only is the team able to see the cards, but we're getting more Slack automations telling people, hey, your screens are ready for this job that you're going to run at 3 p.m. Um, so that they're not walking around going, hey, where are my screens? Are they yep. ready? Are they not ready? Whatever. Um, and so my goal is always to have our employees not need to talk to each other. So a lot of it is basically Zapier. Printavo and Slack. And that that integration over and over as much as possible has really 
limited our issue of like someone manually asking questions, somebody manually sending an email. Um, and we just try to get as much of that going as possible. And I know I'm far from amazing at it, but um, I want to just keep adding to that workflow where almost every single step is automated. Um, we recently had a customer order some promo products that I sent out to another print shop. And what was amazing was I never spoke to a human. And I'm pretty <laughs> sure every single email that I got was automated. And I was just like, this is what I want. I want <laughs> what they're doing at their promo shop to be what I can do in my shop, where I just receive an order, do everything properly and put a UPS label on it. Um, and we can obviously do customer service as people need it, but to be that smooth and that automated is just a better experience for everyone. I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, Kevin, do you want to chime in on that? Yeah. So when I ran my shop, I, my first shop management software was actually Inkstall. Uh, and actually was, I mean, if I was, if I'm being honest, it was an overkill at the time because I was a few months into the business. Uh, and then I ended up switching to Printavo. And I could not see myself running my business without something like Printavo. Actually, without Printavo, right? Uh, it was just such a, an important part of our business. It kept everything so organized. Uh, we did end up playing a little bit with uh, the Zapier uh, thing. We didn't get as crazy as Cole got. Uh, right at the time, uh, ChatGPT wasn't around. But it is like... For most shops, there's a there's a top that I do for impression, and one of the things that I always tell shops is if you don't have this as one of your like foundational software, something that is you could run your shop, you could customize it, you could make sure that it fits your business, and Printable already has a sim like a simple way of just running. Um, you you're you're doing it wrong, right? So for, for my question to you, Greg, is like, why, to you, why is there a shop management even, a shop management software is even important? Like, why should a shop not just wing it and just do paper wholesale, or why should they choose Printable or Instagram? I think I'm uniquely qualified to to answer this question. And uh, before I forget, I was, you know, what you just described, Cole, wouldn't it be cool to have a community where people could exchange ideas on automation, including source code and things of that that nature? So one of one of my jobs in, in especially with the web education program is helping to create that community, because what you just described is brilliant and is something that you could port over to lots of different people could benefit from that. Um, and, you know, from my experience, you know, a lot of times customers come up with the best ideas and be able to share that. So that's one of the things that we're going to develop is a way to exchange ideas on these automations. But on shop management. OK, so we're running a 15 million dollar a year collegiate sportswear business with six thousand customers with 30 sales reps with uh, we'd come out with a new stock graphics line four times a year with usually between 50 and 75 new graphics. And in the college bookstore business, um, nobody wants to receive inventory before July 1st because that's their fiscal year. So mm -hmm. we would be printing jobs 
starting in February for jobs that wouldn't even ship till July. And if you can imagine the cash flow crunch on that deal, and this is prior to the Sanmar Alpha Broder SNS days where you could just order up inventory and have it there the next day. So we were running our whole system on job envelopes. You know, every every order had a job envelope. The mm-hmm. film would go in the envelope. It would pass through a system. Somebody would misplace an envelope and then everything would just yeah. fall apart. And then we'd have a printer come out sick um, and or we'd have printers sitting around waiting for the art department to finish printing the film, you know, all this kind of stuff. So from my perspective, uh, you know, there's still people out there running their businesses off of whiteboards and um, Excel spreadsheets and some even on Trello. Uh, But having a tool that basically becomes your best employee and your most productive employee is one of the best reasons to develop and implement shop management. And Cole, you kind of alluded to the drop the ball situation. So, you know, uh, there was a lot of blame being passed around when we'd miss an order deadline back in the in the desert sportswear days. You know, in Printavo, you know this already, everything is date and time stamped. Um, if an artist forgets to, you know, advance the artist, it's pretty easy to put visibility on that because it's in their tasks, it's all color coded, might even have a little emoji on it and everything's date and time stamped. And that's not something that's editable. So creating the level of accountability for employees, uh, automating the menial tasks, um, you know, one of the challenges that we had, you know, running a big uh, print shop with both embroidery and screen printing is we wanted our equipment operational maxed out all the time. And the worst mm-hmm. thing in the world is, you know, paying printers, even if they're partially on a base pay and piece rate, paying a printer for standing around, what are you going to have them do? Right. Um, and the printers aren't happy. And so being able to take a tool that will allow you to input all of your equipment, assign production workflows for your DTG, for your DTF, for your screen print, for your embroidery, create those production workflows, input your equipment with the production rates, being able to take orders and easily drop them into a production workflow as a job, having the flexibility to move those jobs around as the business. Because, you know, it's funny, you know, Cole, I don't know how you feel about this, but rush orders, right? You know, every, every business owner kind of groans when they hear rush orders. I had a customer tell me, and I think this is brilliant. He goes, we love rush orders. And I go, I'm like, what? And he goes, we built our whole business around rush orders. And what do you mean? He says, you know, these people that wait till the last minute, you're the one getting them out of jail. And so right. if you know, you can condition and train them on the next order, but all these other shops that are saying no, 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 no. And you're the person that says yes. Um, all of a sudden you're the hero and you can probably charge a little bit more. And all of a sudden you got a new client that you might not have had otherwise, but you know what it does to production. Right. It just hammers your production workflow. So having a shop management tool that allow you to easily squeeze a job in, move some things around, you know, shift maybe from auto one to auto two, um, you know, merge, merge multiple jobs together, um, you know, or split a job. I couldn't imagine working without shop management software. And yeah, it sounds I, I'm a bit of a missionary when it comes to that. But it, coming from the insanity of job jackets and whiteboards. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine. And one of the things I've experienced and, and Cole, you can probably back me on this. Once people go to Printavo, they just can't imagine doing it any other way. You know, it's just yeah. the way they do things. Yeah. The first shop, well, not, it wasn't technically the first shop I was in, but the first kind of big shop that I worked in, uh, we had a giant magnet board and the magnets were wet erase. So you would put the order number on. Oh, a we magnet, had the same board, man. We had and the it same was thing. Just like you would look up and you're like, there are 52 little magnets 
And we would stand at the beginning of the morning every morning and move the magnets. And it was just awful. And all it took was like someone smudging it. And then everyone's trying to figure out what magnet it was because somebody like smudged the order number off. It was a nightmare. And, um, it's, you know, as far as film is concerned, I know a lot of people still have to store film because they're using it. But once you switch to like a CTS also right. and not storing these films and not trying to figure out how to file away, like at, at one point we literally had like 2000 stupid manila envelopes with stuff in it oh yeah and throwing that away is just a miracle like i I know that a lot of people still have to be stuck with the film printers but it's incredible to just go 100 percent digital and like out of a dropbox be able to just throw your art onto a screen and then not store the screen just get rid of it and move on um it's a totally different production flow and also coordinating with outside contractors so like kevin Gavin, when you're receiving artwork from customers and you're having to pre-press it and get it set up for film, there's all those communication barriers and having your people on your end actually be able to get into the, the customer's Printavo account and coordinate all of that. That's a that's a huge benefit to them. And, you know, one of the things that that I see, you know, I, you know, I, from from a point of view of, a, you know, put my shop owner's hat on again, you know, the artwork's always such a pain. And, you know, we use, we use, um, you know, an organization, we were using, you know, the, the Google Drive and we were using, um, I think the, the big ones that people use are Dropbox and Google Drive and to a certain mm-hmm. degree, the iCloud stuff. So if you have great files and you're dumping those into Drive, um, you're not getting accurate previews of those files. If you have embroidery files, forget it. And so, you know, like the graphics flow platform, that's where partly where that fits in. When you dump graphics formatted files, PDFs, AIs, PSDs, um, even curl draw files, DST files, PNG, SVG, doesn't matter. When you dump that into graphics flow, either individually or in bulk, it creates a high resolution preview of all those files and it tracks all the job detail in that. And so one of the things that you'll see in the near future is graphics flow being the central depository for art storage within Pritavo. And also with Sick. Inksoft as a shared place, right? You just, you want to create a mock-up, you just go to your graphics flow account. There's a beautiful preview there. Um, drop it into mock-up creator or into proposals in Inksoft and you're on your way. So I think. Is there going to be a way to mass upload existing clients? Because I, I have more than a terabyte of old client art. Will there be a way to somehow like dump an unbelievable amount of art into graphics flow or do I need to upload manually and describe what each thing is? Well, I mean, here, here's what I always recommend to customers that ask that question. You already have a backup and archi- archiving system probably that you've got organized, right? So to me, it doesn't really yeah. make sense to take that whole thing and dump it into to graphics flow. Where it makes sense is to take your current customers, right? And their logo package and take a folder for that client, bulk upload the whole thing, go, it'll create graphics, it'll create previews of all the files, go into that folder, select those files and add a keyword tag to them that is customer name, um, possibly production process. You know, you'll know the production process probably from the file extension, so that's not as important. But any keywords that you want in order to be able to locate that file and any production data that you want to link to it, like these are DTG, these are embroidery. And so moving forward, as you are processing new orders, that's where that begins to make a lot of sense. But one of the, the pieces of advice that I, I give clients is, you know, think about it like this. If you've been doing our, Cole, how long have you been printing for? Uh, well, I mean, I first learned 
in like 2008 or something. Right. So you have 15 years of artwork, right? Mm -hmm. So that artwork has a lot of equity in terms of your digital showroom. So one of the things I advocate to clients is say, hey, listen, just, just go on your system. Just do a, a quick little search for the file extension .ai, right? Or .cdr, whatever you use, .photoshop. Go in there and visually select files, dump them into a folder. Um, then take that folder and drag them into subfolders by sports or small business or military. That's your portfolio of work now, right? So once you have that portfolio of work in GraphicSol, you can just bulk upload those, add keyword tags to them, and you can create galleries. Um, you can create your military gallery, your you know your you know first uh, first responder gallery, and then when you're working with your clients, you can just send them a link to that gallery. They can comment and they can pick out artwork, and then you're not having to recreate the wheel all the time. And so that would be a, to me like a more appropriate use of working with your giant archive of terabytes worth of artwork is just kind of curating it into collections, so you can use it to, you know, as a starting point, not having to create everything from scratch. Yeah, and I haven't gotten you know onboarded yet, so maybe this is a obvious question but um when the art file goes into graphics flow uh it you know your guys's art you can go through those different form fields and you can change a color you can change a um you know a, a graphic text whatever inside of graphics flow how does it address that when you're uploading your own art does it read a bunch of different layers and elements and then allow you to use that same form system or is it now just a fixed vector? So couple couple things. Number one, when when you are uploading artwork, doesn't matter what format it is, when you're uploading artwork to Graphics Flow, we're parsing out all the data. So we're mm -hmm. basically breaking down the file. So if it's a PDF file or an AI file or a CDR file, we have to create the preview. So we have to parse the data out of the vectors to create the preview. Um, and with the, the customer facing preview um, for you is much higher resolution than what your customers are gonna be able to see when you send them like an art approval or a gallery, right? So what, what we're doing is we're actually processing that through a graphic software. Now, when, when it, as it currently stands with the stock art customizer and graphics flow, it's only working with our art files. Every file that we create, we create um, in both an Illustrator format and a CorelDRAW format. So that allows us to have all the, the, the features and functions and colors and gradients and masking, all the really neat things that make a, a graphic look cool in Illustrator or Corel allows us to do that. So the next phase of the stock art customizer is being able to upload your own artwork um, and parse out the data, kind of like what we do in Inksoft, so we can edit colors, so we can swap out elements. So if you can imagine a, um, a file that you create, and basically maybe you just want to do a colorways, you'd be able to upload that file as a piece of clip art and go in and just change the colors up, or maybe add another piece of clip art or delete something. But the, yeah. the stock art customizer and graphics flow at this point, you know, I would say it's a it's really cool, but it's a it's a name dropping utility. And we had to make a decision: do we want to turn this into a graphics program? And we're like, no, we don't want to do that. People already have you know a graphics program. They have Illustrator, they have Corel, right. they have Inkscape, they have whatever they have. We just want to have an easy way to localize graphics, change colors, edit vectors, swap out fonts, swap out clip art. So to answer your question directly, you, at this point, you can't edit, upload your own artwork and edit it. But thing that, one thing that we did ask, add last week 
is when customers are going to their art portal, they can upload the graphics file and we're parsing out the previews from that as well. So we're keeping the original file for production, but we're parsing out the previews. Why are we doing that? Because when people fill out an art request, they might want to use their bulldog and maybe we luck out and they have a P PDF file that's in vector. They can attach mm -hmm. the vector PDF file or PNG file or JPEG to the job. So we don't have to pester them to, hey, I need your mascot. You know, and maybe this is just an idea for the future, because um, at the moment, I don't think you have it integrated. Is there going to be any sort of um, solution for like automatically having underbases built into the layered file? Um, you know, we have we've we've look, we're, we're trying to decide how deep we want to take the stock art mm -hmm. customizer, because here's the thing. We have another program that's very famous in the industry called Smart Designer. And, you know, if you're, you know, if, you, if I bring up the word CorelDRAW, the Adobe world melts down instantly. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, CorelDRAW is still, you know, one of the most popular programs on the screen printing side of things, believe it or not. And it does all that stuff. It does very sophisticated separations, underbasing, chokes, spreads, all of those things. And that's actually an option when you sign up for a graphics flow account, you can enable that. But somebody that has kind of a comfort level or bias or whatever you want to call it with Illustrator, uh, they, they honestly, they won't really even look at that. And, you know, we have shops that were AI based shops that are using smart designer and cut their art production time by 80, 90 percent because we automate all that stuff. Wow. So we don't have to have necessarily, you know, do we want to take part of that technology and build it into the customizer? You know, we're kicking that around because it's really interesting we're talking about separations and talking about. Um, you know, underbases and things like that, or even something just like cool text effects. So we have to kind yeah. of decide how far we want to take the customizer because we have this really robust graphics engine running behind the scenes that can do all that stuff. So do we want to add that to the UI? So it's still kind of evolving, but I, I think it's worth exploring it. And I think it'd be really cool. So yeah, that would be awesome. I mean, to basically just download the file and it go directly into a rip and just do nothing um that would be really great to have that level of automation in the system and as far as printavo being integrated with graphics flow do you have a is that like q1 2024 do you have any any sort of idea what that timeline will look like i think one of the things decisions we made in, in the interest of urgency was to really focus on the ink soft and printavo integration first we, we didn't start mm -hmm. out that way we, we were saying hey the easiest one to do is actually graphics flow to ink soft graphics flow to printavo but from the point of view of the customers you guys are all waiting for this you know we're we're well aware that a lot of printavo shops will be keenly interested in inksoft stores we're well aware of that and we're also keenly aware that a lot of inksoft people are running store platforms are going to be inter interested in Printavo. And so purely from a you know, user experience point of view and, and marketing point of view, it makes sense to integrate those two first. Mm -hmm. So on the back end, um, you know, I think the, the integration with, with graphics flow is going to come later, but you don't really need that much integration with graphics flow. And here's what I mean right now, the, really the only extra step you have once you customize a design in graphics flow is downloading your production file and uploading it into Printavo. Or same thing for Inksoft, it doesn't take very long. From a convenience point of view, it's gonna be a lot better if you can bypass that step. If you can just grab the production file, link it to your work order or quote in Printavo, and also take that same production file because we're creating the preview too, and take the preview from that and dump it onto a shirt in the mock-up creator. To me, that's actually really smart. That's what we're gonna do. It's very efficient. 
but it's not that big of a time saver. The the part where I think where, where I'm really excited about is having that central depository of artwork where you can actually see mm-hmm. everything. You know, just like embroidery files. You know, you got a DST file, you upload it. You know, it's just a, a you know, it's a thumbnail with the file extension on it, right? Be able to actually see that embroidery file in your workflow yeah. software and create a mock-up out of it. You know, we can do that with InkSoft right now. So that's a good example of maybe a piece of technology that slides into gra- into Printavo. So yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah it, getting away from the art side of it, um, since I know we don't have too much more time, but uh, I would love to know how you guys are approaching the sales side of it. I know you don't actively have a CRM, um, but a lot of people, their entire shop is basically running off of just, you know, whatever the Inksoft and the Printavo tools are. A lot of people even just message straight out of Printavo, I know. Um, is there any plans to expand the sales side of it? Maybe create some of those like mild CRM features? How how do you guys envision that in the future? Well, I mean, I think if you if you look at either Printavo or Inksoft, there's actually a pretty robust CRM built into the software because like in Printavo, for instance, you have tasks, you have your customer um, database, you have all of their information that's required to build out a um, invoice. Um, but mm-hmm. you know, if, you know, I've been using some pretty powerful CRM tools over the years, including HubSpot. Yeah. And we just migrated to Salesforce. Um, I don't see really any reason for us to add that level of complexity into the platform. On the other hand, if if you if you look at if you look at um, on the Inksoft side of things, and you probably haven't taken a, a real strong look at Inksoft in a while, it has some very powerful CRM functionality. And one of the, the really remarkable things about the Inksoft platform, which I think it's underutilized, and part of it's my job to, to let people know about that, is the customer portal looks is the customer portal so that when a you know we create an account from a client or customer checks out that they have the ability to go in and self-service they can go and see all their orders they can initiate a reorder they can see all their art but they can't download it but they anything they designed in the inksoft designer they can name drop you know um, they can upload an embroidery file and assign you know thread colors to it all that kind of stuff so there there is quite a bit of crm oriented stuff that is built into either platform so i don't really see us you know, trying to do a full-blown CRM. Now, what you do have, though, is API. So both applications have API, and people are using API to feed into their ERP software um, and so to, so to add some of that uh, CRM capability. And also QuickBooks Online integration. Both platforms have excellent QuickBooks Online integration. So being able to take line item data out of either either application and flow it into your QuickBooks, that's a pretty slick deal. It's not hard to do. And how do you see, um, you know, being in the industry for so long, how do you see uh, the best kind of sales side um, of those midsize and and large size um, shops working with the software? Is it typically that they're just going out and offering a free web store to a organization or business? Or do you feel like um, 
you know, a lot of times they're waiting to receive an order and then they use the software. Hey, if you're waiting around to receive orders, I don't I don't think that's a scalable growth strategy. So mm -hmm. what you know, there's an army of people. And I know the reason I know this is I'm training these people to do this that are going to your customers and they're saying, hey, listen, you know, we're a full service operation. We provide creative services. If you don't have our work, I see you guys are putting, um, you know, you're kind of doing embroidered polo shirts. You know, we can develop a whole graphics line with retail trendy, cool graphics for your customers and for your uniform. Forms, things that people would actually like to wear versus they feel kind of pressured to wear. And then what we're going to do is we're going to build out a store for you and your customers are going to be able to actually purchase merch if they just want to support what you're doing with your, you know, your restaurant or whatever, or internally for your employees to purchase merchandise. We're going to give you the ability to upload a graphic. And if you, they want to, your departments want to go in and name drop it and place an order with the name drop graphic, we're going to be able to do that. And so, by the way, once we get your main store set up, then we'll set up all your departments underneath it and honestly you'll never have to talk to a live human again if you don't want to because you can self-service on reorders and graphics right from your customer portal that's what people are doing and yeah. you know I sat in on a class um, from one of uh, the kind of an industry leader in our industry and he said you know what he's focusing on his business and they, they went from like two million to six million in like five years Jeez. is just the self-service part just making it easy for people to buy from you and Frankly, if you're Main Street USA and you're waiting for it to happen with foot traffic, that doesn't pay. Um, you yeah. have to go out and get business. And so having you control the stores, you control the client, and it's just really hard for them to go go anywhere else. You know, you just basically lock them in. You still have to do the other part of your job and make sure you have cool stuff to sell, get them to promote it, uh, make sure you ship on time. <laughs> you still have to do all that stuff. But yeah, I think stores aren't the future. Stores are now. I mean, that's how people are running their businesses. And so, I mean, Inksoft seems to be the ultimate solution for the web stores, but Printavo Merch still exists. Does that feel like um, as they just keep merging more and more together that maybe we won't see Merch in the future? Or how do you think that'll play out? Well, think, think about Merch as a, it's an online order form, right? So you take an order that you've processed through Printavo that you've created and you publish it as an order form. What a cool way to get paid, right? So you publish that in order mm -hmm. for us and the link to the customer. They can fill out their quantities or you've already created the quantities and they do a simple checkout, you get paid. And but that's what it is. I mean, it's a it's an online order form. And I, th I think that still has a place to be served. But I don't think you're going to see a big you're not going to see an expansion of that technology into stores because we already have that with Inksoft. But you, you right. might not be aware that there was a major update to Printavo Merch. You probably got the email yesterday with the they redid the entire notification system. So you're getting daily reporting. So it's, it's you know, we haven't stopped development on Merch. Um, completely, but you know the e-commerce platform is part of the ecosystem. That's Inksoft. We've already built this incredibly robust um, um, set of tools um, to process orders. And you know one of the things that you know underutilized feature, game changer is. Um, copying stores and you set up one store, you just copy the whole format, all the shipping and billing methods, you copy the product catalog, you copy all of that. It's just such a cool way to to roll out stores. So that's already built out in Inksoft. You know, we don't have to do any development that's there. It's just a somewhat underutilized feature. Um, so my job in education is to get people to utilize the platform more efficiently um, and adopt the platform. Right. So knowledge is power. So that's what I do every day. 
Very cool. Um, well, we don't have much more time at the moment with you, but I know that you're an infinite wealth of knowledge. Could you let people know specifically where they can get more education from you on the software um, just so that they can they can keep learning? So um, first thing you want to do is you want to go to inktavo.com, I-N-K-T-A-V-O. Inktavo.com. Oh, and you want to you want to uh, sign up for our decor. Uh, it's actually called Decorator Academy, and that's our main webinar series. And like I said earlier, get subscribed to the YouTube channel Be because if you're subscribed to the YouTube channel, every time we and obviously anytime we launch a, a new video or we have a webinar recording, you're going to get tuned into that. And, you know, people just pick topics that they're interested in. Um, and then the other thing is um, we have individual webcast series for each brand. So we have Inksoft Academy, we have Graphics Flow Academy, and here to announce, we're going to have a Printavo Academy, probably Q4 of this year. We're, we're, we're really there to service our customers. But my, my goal on the, on the, you know, the online education program is quite simple. Um, you know, I want people to be, feel like they're part of a community. I want people to be fully knowledgeable how they can utilize their platform. Uh, you know, we'll give you all the technical stuff. Well, that's important, but let's give you the business side of things. And so having, you know, people like yourself and other industry experts come on and share their business acumen, to me, that's the most important thing we do with our online education. So it starts with getting registered for Decorator Academy and then, um, you know, participating in the YouTube channel. And then, you know, if you want to schedule a demo and see what you're all about, any of the three websites have a little demo request form. We don't bite. Um, schedule a demo, see what the whole ecosystem looks like. And you're also welcome at any time to reach out to me. Uh, my email is, uh, is public knowledge. So Craig, C-R-A-I-G at inktavo.com. And it's not Greg. So Craig, <laughs> I should create an alias that's Greg at. So that's, <laughs> Craig, not Greg. Yeah, that's my, that's my nickname, Greg. So Craig at inktavo.com. You're welcome to email me. Very cool. Well, thanks so much for your time. And thanks to everyone listening. Um, and make sure to like subscribe and tell your mom about us and definitely check out all the Inktavo products. I know that our shop basically couldn't run without it. So it's a fantastic corporation. Um, all right. Thanks so much, guys. Bye. Bye.